Welcome to Code 3 Families with your hosts, fire spouse and licensed psychologist, Dr. Rochelle Zemlock, and police spouse and licensed psychologist, Dr. Alma Garcia. You know, sometimes the car is a nice escape. (laughs) Well, no one can knock. And if somebody comes in here, then we know we have problems. That is right. If someone's outside (laughs) knocking on the car door. (laughs) Then it's like, how did you get outside? Where is your father? Really? Where is your father? Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay. We talked, what, last Thursday, Friday? I don't even remember. Yeah, we talked over a little bit over a week ago, right? And I remember in that one, you were saying like, yeah, he's on call out. Like, we'll see what happens. Okay. But I also know what you've been through the last like six days. So like between (laughs) that, you know, six days ago, really, what have you been through, Alma? Please update us. What happened with call out week? I feel like I got put through the ringer. And I started texting you, you know, call out, call out. Yeah, it was multiple things. First, we're like, hey, maybe we'll get together. And then it was like, no, this and this happened. Or that. And then it was like, oh, how about this? And then and it was like, oh, this and this. Like there was just like multiple. And then it was about recording. It was like every couple of days that I texted you, there were more and more call outs. (laughs) So the seven days of call outs, seven call outs. (gasps) no yes so actually it might have been eight I stopped counting after a little while so I I can't even keep count but the 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 craziest part was that he was getting two call outs a day at some point and so it was almost like funny it's like okay here we go right like this is our life the craziest part one of my really good friends who I met through um Jay um because she's Jay's um old partner's um wife girlfriend at the time her husband now was on call out with Jay Uh so we're (laughs) texting each other and I'm getting the information like Two seconds before Jay comes out and tells me I got to call out, she <laughs> send a message like, it's happening again. <laughs> or I would send her and she'd be like, are you kidding me? I'm at the grocery store. <laughs> so it was like crazy, but it was less painful because we were in it together. That makes like, such a big difference. Such a difference. I've never had that before, right? It's just uh. Jay's on call out. And so like I would text her like, you know, is your kid down? And she'd text me like, what are the kids doing? Right. So, you know, it was, it was nice to have that, but it was a week of hell. Like, that's how I felt. Like I I was like trying to keep it together for everyone. My family's like, how are you? How's it going? How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine. Right. Like I'm a moving train. If you stop me, this is going to be really bad. Yeah. So I, I did shopping by myself, like for the first time, I, I did all these things that I hadn't done with both kids by myself yeah. because I had no choice. So here I am like at Target trying, and I don't know why I did this. This is like, now this is a, the point of like me being stupid, right? Like this isn't even like, <laughs> like, what was I thinking? I'm at Target and I'm at the self-checkout 
why would I do that? <laughs> why? And it's uh, like, you know, trying to keep your kid happy. Maybe like he likes self checkout. Yeah. He likes doing whatever. I have a crying baby in the oh, stroller no. and the toddler who's like, I want to ring this up again. Like, no, you already rung it up. No, <laughs> like you're going to pay three times for it. And like, you know, at some point you just give it up. Like, all right, whatever. But yeah, I, I told Jay would come back and he'd be like, how are you doing? I'm like, oh man, don't even ask me. Don't talk to don't me. Don't even ask me. Don't talk to me. I don't want, I, I, every night I was by myself pretty much every night of the week because oh he was God. working. Yeah. And then, okay. So what goes through you when you're halfway through that week and then another call out comes? That's when it started to just get funny. It's like, all right, this is it, right? Like, okay, but the, okay, the funniest part here, not funny, but probably traumatic. I'm yeah. laughing about it because yeah. it's traumatic. Okay, so he ends call out on Thursday, 7 a.m., right? That's when it ends okay. for everybody. So 7 a.m. Thursday, call out ends. <sighs> Three o'clock in the morning. Oh. Thursday, he gets a call out. Oh, my God. He had just gotten back from a call out, just gotten back from the call out that came out on Wednesday at six o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. He came back at two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, phone ringing. Oh. I look over and he's like, yep, it's happening. I was in shock. I was just like, oh. all right, you got this. This is the last Hour. Yeah, it's like one more hour, got to make it through. But you want to just throw the phone against the wall, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. And yeah, that that was it. I mean, it was call outs are usually not fun. Yeah. But they're never this painful. Like this yeah. was just like. That's intense. And, and, on top- and it's with two kids. Yeah. And on top of it he has his regular shift, right? Like he still has to be at work the days that he works Mm -hmm. for those hours. This is just additional like nighttime stuff going on. And then, so how is he making up sleep with he's gone every night and then working during the day, he's, he's sleeping like a couple of hours at a time. Yeah. That's pretty much the way it went. But when he was home, he was sleeping. Yeah, exactly. So whatever time he was home, he was sleeping. So I was out of the house because if I have my toddler and my newborn in the house, he, I mean, I'm sure he's so sleepy that he'd sleep through it, but it's not going to be good sleep. Right. So here I am trying to give him four or five hours of sleep. Like, where do I go? Like, oh crap. So I, we were going to parks. Oh, we were going to Target. We we ended up. Where did we go? Oh, I went to a mall. And I, it's like home base is really where you want to be when you've got a newborn yeah. and a little, you know. But you're right. It's like he's gone. He's being called out. And then when he is home, it's not even like he can be like, "Okay, I'm here now. I'm, you know, I was gone. Let me try and make up for it." No. It's like I'm here and I'm exhausted and now you're doing more. You're going, "Let me get out of the house for you. Let yeah. me give you space in a quiet home so that you can sleep." It's not like he's out of mode. Mm-mm. 
he's still recovering. And then he gets called out before he can recover. So that means when he comes home again, you're going to have to do it again. Let me get mm-hmm. out of the house. Let me give you space. And Okay. Well, let me, let me just throw <laughs> this piece in there <laughs> because then and this is the part that you don't know about, but I decided that um, he has a birthday coming up and um, <laughs> that you're going to go away for the weekend and leave him home with the kids. <laughs> Happy birthday. Um, Happy birthday. My birthday is coming up too. (laughs) We're like a week apart, but here we go. His birthday is coming up. We're leaving. We're going on vacation Uh for his birthday for the very first time. We haven't gone anywhere. Absolutely anywhere. We're going on a plane somewhere. Uh And (laughs) And I decided I'm laughing at myself that, you know, his family should celebrate like this is a big birthday for him right so like his family should celebrate with him because they're not coming along with us okay so I made a birthday dinner for him on Friday oh my (laughs) Thursday yeah and then he ended Thursday morning yes we're preparing for a party basically this whole time well, it's a party because his family, you know, is big. Yeah. But it was really supposed to be a dinner. But I wanted to make it a very special dinner. Right. So I like decorated and, you know, <laughs> oh I know. Right. But I didn't realize that I was doing this to myself because we're technically leaving next weekend. Uh-huh. And, um, and I was like, I can't do that. Like the weekend we leave. Right. That would be insane. Yeah but I didn't realize it was this call out week and that it would be this crazy. So here I am preparing this whole thing for him with a toddler and newborn. Right. So I'm up at three in the morning. That's what I did. I stayed up till three in the morning decorating our house. So it could look (laughs) so (laughs) a certain way. I I did not cook. Right. I got it catered, but Oh my God. I today, I felt like today's been the first day that I actually can get that was sleep. yesterday. That was yesterday, right? That was, that was Friday. Oh, last. but Oh, two days ago. Okay. Yeah. Two days ago. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then, but then Saturday, you know, Friday, it's like, well, I have to clean the house. And yeah. I felt really bad for him because he hasn't slept. Yeah. And then, you know, I'll stay up and clean the house. I stayed up till, I don't know, the wee hours of the night cleaning. So today I was like, this is my sleep in day. Oh man, I feel beat up. I feel I like somebody beat me up. Yeah. <laughs> you were on call out. Like that is not just his work. You know what I mean? No, this is this is not. this is it, right? Where it's like he's on call out, you're on call out. Like you have been on all week. This is such a perfect example why they can't just promote and take on new positions and it not be a part of our decision to, or our life, because in any normal job, you like, they decide what stress they want to take on at work. And like us, if we were at work, it's like, yeah, I think I'm going to like promote into this position, but it's still these hours. It, uh-huh. It's like, no, he has moved into a position that impacts your whole world. His call out week is a disaster week for you this week. Yes. And you're exhausted. You're up into the wee hours. <laughs> you're on your own. You have to escape the house to try and like, give quiet space and support him through it. And now here you are after it, just like feel like 
you got hit by a truck. Like <laughs> I got hit by a truck. I'm not ready for the next one. That's you how I feel. No, don't, <laughs> don't, don't do it. Don't do it. It's like traumatized. But this is our norm, right? Okay, so then yeah. let me reflect back on something because I, I had an interesting time reflecting and I was reflecting with Jay about this when we were like, we got together. One day we were able to get together and have breakfast together out of the week. Wow. <laughs> and um, we were chatting about this because this is year three going on four years. We're about to be on four years of this kind of work for him. Position, yeah. Yeah, this position. So what he was telling me was like, he's like, you know, it's so nice that when I come home, it's no drama. Like, it's just like, it is what it, like, it is what it is, right? Like we just, we just manage through it or whatever, right? Yeah. He's like, but how do you really feel about this? Oh man, he should not have asked me. <laughs> you caught me on the wrong week, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> And you really want to ask me when you're in the middle of college? Ask me on vacation. <laughs> That's right. Give me a drink and ask me and then we'll be good. So, so it was really interesting because we're reflecting, we're reflecting on this and I was telling him, you know, I kind of just feel like I have no control over this and there's nothing I can do about it. I just have to roll with the punches Yeah, because the alternative would be to be pissed off at you mm-hmm. because you did this to me, right? Your yeah. job did this to me. Yeah. But I don't, I, I'm not there anymore. However, I do remember in the beginning, so th- it, it took me a while to get to where I am. This is like year four. I, I remember asking him, like, gauge it for me. How long are you going to be gone for with this mm-hmm. call? because I needed to prepare myself. Right. Yeah. So he would try as hard as he could to gauge it for me mm-hmm. and he would fail every time. <laughs> Cause how do you really know? Right. No, you don't, you don't know. And so, but I had that expectation. I was like, I want you to gauge it for me. So he would tell me, um, okay, so I'll be like, it'll be a few hours, maybe like, I don't know, four hours. Right it was not a four hour call. Like now when I look back, I'm like, I know how to gauge this. I know how to gauge that, like a search warrant. Yeah. That's not going to take two hours to do. Like, that's going to be like, okay, now you have to write it. Now somebody has to approve it. Now you have to do this. Now you have to actually give it to the person. Okay. Now the search warrant's out there and that means someone's going to get picked up. Now that means a whole night. Right. So I've gauged it in my own mind yeah. so that if I know what the incident, like I'll ask them, like, what happened? So if I know what the incident is, I know how long it's going to take. Right. Yeah. If he leaves at night, he's not coming back. Right. If he leaves yeah. it after seven o'clock, if he leaves, he's not coming back that night. Mm. And so like I've gauged it for myself, but I was telling him, I was like, I used to want you to gauge it for me. And I think that was so much pressure mm. because they're in it. They're trying to work. And then now they're like, oh crap. Like I told her, that I'd be home in four hours and I'm not right. Yeah. And he's like, it's so liberating to know that you just don't know, right. Yeah. When I'm coming home and you don't have an expectation. And I was explaining to him how necessary it was for me in the beginning mm-hmm. to have more information and, and how problematic it was too, because when he would come home, Oh, you could imagine like the blowouts that would happen. Like you said it was but, four hours. Yeah. And it hasn't been four hours. Right. And so now it's like, it is what it is. 
Yeah. It's just kind of how it rolls. It wasn't helpful, even though it was that false security that you talk about, where it's mm-hmm. like, we want false, re- we want reassurance, but any reassurance in this job is false reassurance because there is no yeah. answer. Like no one knows. Yeah. No one knows. And then I told him the other thing I told him that I hadn't hit me was like, we're in this together as much as you don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And, and so it feels really good in that way where it's like, he, he gets it on some level. I get it on some level. Right. And, and we're the only ones who get it Yeah, because we're the only ones with this situation going on. Yeah. Um, But I rely on him and I, and you know, and I tell him like, sometimes I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, like that 4 a.m. call or that 3 a.m. call before his seven o'clock like yeah. end. I just felt so bad for him. Like I'm so sorry. As much as I'm taking on all this stuff, like I'm in bed, right? I'm just I, I'm still sleeping. Like I'm still getting my yeah, sleep as much course. as I can. He's not. So like I, you know, I feel for him. So that that was that was what we yeah we came upon where he was just like he was telling me how the pressure of the job is big enough yeah. and then to have to come home to more is, yeah. is too much. Right. So he was just like, it was nice. He was being thankful. He was like, thank you for not, you know, making this harder for me. Yeah. Um, when it's already hard. And I was like, Oh, look at me. Yeah. I matured. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what you're talking about is what the first thing that comes to mind that makes me laugh. It's like, you know, they should really be getting hired, uh, with their partner. Like it's really a commitment from both of you. Like you're, you're the partners you talk about his, Oh, he had a partner or previous partner. Uh, no, you're his partner. And this is how the two of you are going to make it through this shift schedule or this week or this it's like, Mm -hmm. so it's like, you could look to him and be frustrated and mad at him. Like maybe you used to do, but it's, the next level is like accepting that it's the job and looking to the job that's demanding of the two of you. And you have to like sit in the role of like, we have taken this on, which Mm -hmm. is hard to do because you didn't have a choice in that, (laughs) but now you, yeah, but you have to accept it. Like we have taken this on, you know, even though you didn't know this is what you're taking on, but to get to that place is what allows you to go. It is what it is, you know, cause that's kind of mm-hmm. what they do because they have accepted this. So it's, that's what you have to do is go, this is my reality. This is mm-hmm. our reality. And this is how our life is going to go. And there's nothing, you know, I don't have control and neither do you. And it, if I just take this out on you, like if you were to be upset with him, what does that do? That triggers defensiveness in him mm-hmm. about the role because he doesn't feel he has control. And then it's an argument between the two of you. Uh, and you don't get that appreciation because he's now in his defensive mode. Right. So then he, you know, he is going, gosh, this is hard enough. And now it's harder coming from her. And so I'm getting, and, and then I'm just, you know, as a first responder, isolated because no one like the job doesn't hear me. My spouse doesn't hear me. Mm-hmm. I'm just making this decision and pissing everyone off, uh, you know, yes. or, or we're a team and you can like 
come closer, like join each other, you know, with it and be like, this is hard. Like that was a hard week. Like, here's what I went through as a spouse. And then here's what you went through as a first responder. And it was like, whew, like we can, yeah. And you can like pair, like come Mm -hmm. together versus push apart. You know, and, and that you're talking about the cycle, right? And I was, um, I was talking to him about the cycle because I noticed that, and maybe because I'm just more aware since yeah. our podcast or since yeah. talking through this stuff, I noticed that I was like, I was pretty chill through this whole thing, even though internally, maybe I wasn't so chill. So, so then I, I'm thinking about like the cycle yeah, and how you're more aware when he, yeah, more aware of the cycle. Right. But, but he comes home and he's like, so helpful, like super helpful, Rochelle. Like, he's like, I'll change the diaper. I'll do this. Right. Like, and, and I look at him and I'm like, this is really interesting that you're just so willing to help. And then I asked him, I was like, do you think that my reaction to you being on call out triggers your reaction to like coming home and being helpful? And he's like, Hell yeah. <laughs> he goes, you know how much crap you've been going through with this? Yeah. I come home and I feel bad for you, right? And I'm like, oh, that's so funny because you come home and I feel bad for you. So like all yeah. this compassion yeah. and understanding is like cycling through in a positive way. Yeah. So as horrible as it felt, it was really nice to know like he comes home and he's going to take care of yeah. stuff that I feel like really tired to do. So yeah. he even let me take a nap. That compassion cycle like brings yeah. more compassion, right? Like yeah. it was a positive cycle versus we're used to negative cycles of like, okay, I do this and then this happened, yeah. that, and then that outcome yeah. was really bad. But this time was like a good outcome. Yeah. So you first of all, just managing it. Not that it's not hard, not that you're not telling him it's hard, but but managing it and not blaming him personally for it. You know, you're kind mm-hmm. of blaming the bigger, you know, the fact that there's a call out, the fact that the job calls, not him personally. And then, you know, holding it down, managing it and trying to take care of him in certain ways, like when he's home and, and knowing that he needs sleep and, and then whatever that response was, that's what then, as soon as it's over, he's like, okay, I need to take care of her needs. Like she has gone through it. I see her like, okay, what can I do? What can I do? You know, she's not making it harder on me. She's not blaming me. She's not, you know, it's like, there's no Mm -hmm. need for him to be defensive or he's like, I just need to care for my family now. Yes. And, and, and it's enjoyable to be around each other after, you know, all this happened Yeah. versus like being in a mood with each other because yeah. like, oh, you just put me through this. Yeah. It's like the, that, that part, right. You've talked, you keep talking about like you put me through it. Isn't the right state of mind. Yeah. Cause it would bring, yeah, it would bring a way different experience when they're then back home. Yes. And a wedge in your relationship over time for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I texted you while I was going th- through this. I feel like I'm talking about like a traumatic event that I went through that yeah. I was texting you about. <laughs> this week of trauma? <laughs> this, yeah. this week of trauma. I texted, I, I texted you. <laughs> I can't even speak. <laughs> Your brain's not working. It needs a break. And I was, <laughs> I said, you know, the things we hold, right? 
that should be what we talk about. Yeah. And the reason why that popped up for me was because in this, during this week, I was thinking about like, okay, the, the obvious things that you hold are like your family, right? You hold your family, you hold the things that are going on with your family. You hold like the, the pressures of whatever, like the bills, the whatever during that week, like you're in charge of everything um, because you have to get it done grocery shopping, whatever that is. But I was also thinking about like the emotional part that we hold that we don't share with anyone for the first time. I shared it with you. Like, okay, he got called out and then he called out, called, called out again. And then again, and then again. Right. Yeah. And then I shared it with, you know, my friend who happens to be a spouse because her husband was on call too. And I was thinking, but normally I don't share this with anyone. And so there was a point in, um, in the night when, when Jay was gone that I texted my friend and I was telling her like how scary uh, some of this is yeah, and um, like them going out, especially during this time where there's been so many like different things going on around law enforcement, just how scary it is. And like all the things that pop up. And I was thinking, wow, the emotional baggage you hold on, on a regular basis Mm -hmm. is high, but I don't think you realize it because it's so normal. Fear of death. That's very real. Like I hold that fear of like my kids being fatherless. I hold that. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't speak it ever to anyone, Mm -hmm. but it's held. And I don't share it with Jay. Like, I don't tell him your job makes me fearful that you're going to yeah, die. Right. Like that, yeah. that would be ne- like, I would never share it with him, but it's a thing that like you walk around with. It's almost like, I don't know. It's, it's a baseline. It's a norm. Yeah. And like, what does that do to you when you hold it all the time? It's another level of acceptance for sure. Cause if you didn't accept their choice and career and accept that it is dangerous and those things may happen, it turns into anxiety. If you don't mm-hmm. accept it, you you're anxious and like, where are they at? Where, you know, when are they coming? You know, it turns into like this feeding cycle of anxiety. So there, I think spouses deal with both ways, but it's this like, yeah, fear. And we've talked about this before in the beginning episodes of like this, sometimes you have this vision of like, what if this, and then here's Mm -hmm. my life. And what if this happened? And then here's my life after that, you know? And it's like, Mm -hmm. it comes across your mind. I don't know, maybe way more (laughs) than other, it might come across other people's minds. And then for you, in this week of trauma (laughs) for you and dealing with it and, and being worried, you also have like, we talked about this last episode, like a large number, like a handful of officers have had, you know, traumatic deaths recently, Mm -hmm. some having young families and yes. And so it's like, that's also in your face or in your, in the background of your mind, as you're going through this, like you, 
you're like, oh, and that, okay. And then that happened to that family. Great. Okay. Let me just put my head down and keep going. We're in the middle of like our sixth call out here. You know, mm -hmm. we made it, made it through that one. Here goes another who made it through that one. You know, it's like, yep. And, and I think it's a reality check. I don't know if this happens to you with, um, you know, fire life, but a reality check for me during this time that like this happened to, um, these officers was like, at some point with Jay's role, I kind of feel like he's safe. He's in a safer role. Right. Mm -hmm. But this, these last events triggered, like, mm -hmm. there's nothing safe about this. It can happen at any point. And that's really scary because mm -hmm. the false sense of security got ripped away yeah. during like what you said, it was a, a traumatic week for me. But then I thought about it and it's like, okay, it's a traumatic week. So maybe I could re reflect on, on like what's going on with me afterwards. But I think I always hold it. Mm. I don't think it goes away for me. I think I know how to channel it or I know how to like keep it stored in like a little mm -hmm. compartment. But when it pops up again for somebody else, it like, mm -hmm. it, it unburies itself, right? Now it's like, okay, here's what I'm holding. Mm -hmm. Here's why this is heavy. Mm -hmm. Here's why like when he leaves to work, sometimes like, I don't know, it feels a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't know what it's like to feel like a normal, you know, my, my husband leaving to a normal job. I don't know what that's yeah. like. I've never had a normal husband, <laughs> so to speak, right? <laughs> I don't know what that's like. But I've never lived a normal marriage. I wonder what that's I know like. What normal is. <laughs> <laughs> who knows what that's or like. you don't hold that and they're home on the weekends and you spend every holiday together I wonder what that would yeah. be like <laughs> that you know must be normal right like <laughs> that's feel normal let's feel normal whatever normal is but yeah like and and then and then I like I was thinking about you because fire season's coming up uh-huh and I was thinking okay here we go right like the things we complain about with the life that's one piece of it we probably hold that but like what do you hold when he's gone what are the things you're holding inside what are the things that you have to like keep together in order to keep moving forward yeah you know what I mean yeah and maybe you don't want to even think about what you're holding but I, I was just that was my reflection like you must hold things that other people don't know. Not, not you, Rochelle, but like you as yeah. like a person, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you're also reminding me of like a spouse who's talked about a hard time, like that their, like their um, first responder is away for a significant amount of time for training. And when you say the things they hold, right, there's physical and there's emotional and you've talked yes. about both of them today. So this is a fire spouse, but holding, you know, the physical, like what's actually going on at home, like literal plans, like for you, um, a bathroom being built, like you are holding all those details or, you know, people have housework going on <laughs> that, um, I have spouses who are like, we're moving and I'm going, okay, remember it's fire season. Like, whatever you plan. Cause there's all this renovation plan that they have. And it's like, remember when you make those plans in the next couple of months, they may be mm -hmm. gone for them. So you're taking it on. So like, 
Yeah. <laughs> Before you plan it and you think we are a partnership, like we've got these next couple of months coming, there's no guarantees. You might be running that plan all by mm-hmm. yourself. So there's like the physical we plan this together, but now I'm holding all of it because they're gone. They're physically gone. And then, Oh, can, can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. How, how long, if, if it's hit yet, but like, yeah. how long did it take for you to realize this is a me thing? <laughs> Everything that we do is a me thing. Like, did it take you a while? Because I feel like it took me a while. Uh, I don't, I don't think I feel that way now. So it's still taking me a while, I guess. But what do I need to accept for that? Like, I don't, I don't Just think what I say you like, said. this is a me thing, but I think I take that into consideration. Like I'm not making any renovation plans in the summertime because or I'm not planning to move in the summertime. I'm not because that's going to fall on me because our summertime is way more out of our control, uh, than the, maybe the rest of the year not every department that's different for other departments, but for us, that's how it goes. So I have learned that in ways like we planned, I think I've talked about this before, like our windows to be put in him helping his father and his uncle doing it in the summer. And he so happened to fall be away at a strike team. So it was me putting windows in with his father and his uncle. (laughs) Like, you know, so it's like, we probably didn't think through it then. Now I am wiser (laughs) if you like, no, no, we'll be doing that in the fall. Like, or the, (laughs) like, we're not doing that now. Mm -hmm. But when I hear other spouses pick it up, I'm like, okay, remember, just have a backup plan because it's likely to happen when they're gone. Cause that's how it goes. Maybe this is a difference because his schedule is predictable in yeah, some ways, right? There's predictability more, more than yours. Yeah. Yeah. There's some predictability, of course, some things that you can't control, but I feel like it's a, uh, every project I have to like come to the conclusion that it's me, even if it's like cleaning the house, this is so, so sad, right? Like if I'm going to clean the kitchen, this is going to be a me project. Like I can't expect him <laughs> to also do it with me because at any point a call could come in and I can't be angry about the fact that he left because the kitchen's not cleaned yet yeah or I don't know like you said the bathroom renovation right like you can't be annoyed that he's not here to pick up the things that we need for the bathroom or to make the order because now his mind is in 20 different places yeah and so like I've come to realize I need to be able to say, I can do this, even if he's not there. Like I'm able to handle this even without him or else it's going to be really hard Mm -hmm. because I'm going to be really bummed all the time. Yeah. That's how it feels like everything. I have to be able to say like, I'm 90% of this (laughs) if I want to get it done. Right. Yeah. And I think this goes back to last episode when we were talking about, you were like, I don't know how you do it. He's gone every night. And I'm going, choose your poison. Like, I think that's the difference is like, you're in like, can be um, in, you know, take, he can be taken away on a daily basis at any time. And so you're mm-hmm. kind of always moving, knowing that like, this is going to be canceled. So I don't want to plan it. This we, yes, they're gone for 48 hours straight, but there are more, but then there's this period where they're home and protected 
in ways mm-hmm. like mostly protected. So okay. it's, it's less of that. Like I, if I just plan things on four days, like usually we can be pretty protected with that, mm-hmm. but then I do, you know, days by myself. So I, you know, it's, I think it's in my head, I, it feels better. Like I like knowing like there's light at the end of the tunnel, then he's going to be home. And then I'm going to be, you know, parenting twice versus like, you really need to take on or be prepared to take on all of it at any moment that for you. I was just thinking about this. Um, so for the, for the baby's nursery, you know, she came early, so we didn't have a prepared, fully prepared nursery. So I've had this collage wall vision for her room. The collage wall has been sitting on her carpet, right? Her, not her carpet, her rug um, for a while because I wanted that to be the setup and I wanted him to see it and put it up. So it was supposed to happen like weeks ago. Yeah. You think it happened? No, but it finally got put up. Right. And I was, I was thinking to myself, I should have just put it up. Yeah. But he really wanted to do this for her. Like he really wanted to put it up. And that's kind of the part that I'm thinking, like, or that I'm saying is there's times where I just have to realize, yeah, yeah, that's going to be my project. Yeah. If it's going to get, you know, put away, put together, put this, I can't wait a week. He'll do it, but it's not going to wait a week until he's back from work. Right. But it's those little things where, yep, it's on me. That collage wall, that should have been on me. You figure out how to do things as a spouse yourself because you don't want to wait around for the time that they're going to be home and free and available and all those things Mm -hmm. because it's going to take forever. So uh, I've talked about this with other spouses before. It's like the things you learn how to do because you just need to figure it out and do it and you can't wait around. And, you know, I don't know if this happens for you because, yeah, like we said, our lives are different, but the joke for like fire spouses, is like it always happens on shift day, like all the crises <laughs> and things happen on shift day. That's just how it goes. Like things fall apart at the house only when they're gone and they're like not going to be home for 24 hours or 48 or whatever. So you have to figure out, okay, who can help me with this? Who is going to help solve this problem for me? So for me, we've had, I think I've said this before, but just to reiterate, I've had, you know, a tree fall over on our fence on shift day. I've had our whole, you know what, wind is a problem for me on shift day, actually, now that I think of it, because <laughs> the tree was due to like high winds, the, the tree was kind of like dead. And so it blew over, it fell teetering on our fence with our neighbor oh, on no. a shift day. Um, then our back fence completely fell down from another windstorm on a shift day. These are different years, right? But it just always falls when he's gone. And then I just send him this picture (laughs) while he's at work, like, well, and now I'm doing this, but I know he can't help me. So I'm like contacting people, you know, because it's like, he's not home. He's at work. He can't help with this. He can't even be free enough to call people and ask them to do it, you know? Yeah. So um, those were two different years. Now this year on a windy shift day uh, this week, this last 48, which was a very challenging 48 for me, uh, our neighbor's pergola blew from their yard over our fence and crashed into our home. Um, Thank goodness my child and uh, you know, me and the baby were not in the backyard because it landed right like 
in our play area (laughs) and we were like in the living room it was really windy outside we were in the living room and something hit the window I was like what just hit our window and I like walked over and this like huge pergola structure and a chair came with it it was so wow (laughs) and it's just like blowing up against our fence and my toddlers out there like whoa look at this like climbing (laughs) on and I'm like get back inside because I'm thinking it's gonna like blow again and like yeah it had like metal like pieces I was like get inside now what so I'm like what am I gonna do like I've got the baby I've got the toy it's about to be like bath time dinner time like all the things and I'm going okay what am I gonna do so I was like okay bring the kids with me to go knock on the neighbor's door <laughs> and like stand back because we're like don't have masks on I'm just like we're carrying and over here with my baby and my dog and he's like I want to knock on the door I'm like get over here (laughs) so the neighbor wasn't home of course what were you thinking that you were gonna say come get your pergola can you please come get this pergola my backyard like my husband's not home I can't do anything about it but your stuff is in my yard and come get your pergola (laughs) Like, I don't know what to do, but please, can you handle this? Because I can't. <laughs> My husband's out here and you're privileged. <laughs> and I feel like there's a part of me that like almost needs him to feel bad for me. Like, he's not going to be home for 25 minutes. Can you help? And then everyone's like, oh, you're poor. You're poor thing. With these- <laughs> no, so you use, you use the fire spells card. I, think, I, I felt like I needed to. Now, I wouldn't if it, probably, right? If it was a police officer, they'd be like, screw you. I'm not going to come up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, um, oh, man. So this neighbor's not home. And I'm kicking myself for like, why don't I have their phone number? Like, I don't know. I didn't ever imagine this to be the case. So. <laughs> I'm like, D's like, do you want me to like call my family? Do you want, and I'm just like, let me try and figure this out. Worst case, you can like call your family. But like, so then I go to the next neighbor's house, like one more down, hoping that they have their number, like Uh knock on the door, no answer, no answer. And then I can like hear kids in the backyard though. So I'm like, they're home. I know they're home. So we're just kind of like standing outside of their house. hoping (laughs) And eventually I was going to go home. And then eventually they came. They're like, uh, Hey, like, can I help you? And I'm like, so uh, this neighbor's like (laughs) in our backyard. Like my husband's not home. Like, is there, can you call them? Like, do you have their number? Like, so it worked out. They ended up, they had their number. They had their number. They called. It took a little bit, um, but they ended up to the two guys, like from both homes, the two guys like basically came and I like opened the backyard and they like went into the backyard and they ended up just like bringing a electric saw and cutting it all into pieces because they were like, it's like there's we can't do anything about this. Like, so we're just going to chop it up and (laughs) toss it back over the fence and I'm like great thanks uh my baby needs to eat and uh I need to feed my toddler and and like my toddler's like I'm gonna go help them I'm gonna go help and he's got his headphones on I'm like no you stay inside like you (laughs) sit down (laughs) hold on this is a vision like visual I'm getting you're inside feeding the kids and they're chopping up a pergola in your backyard yeah 
exactly it. And just looking oh. at them out the window, like, okay, it's almost done. And like my daughter's like, whoa, look at like you just like watching through the window is entertainment. And I'm like, thank you. And they're like, we're really sorry, man. That could have been really bad. I'm like, yeah. Uh-huh. That would have been terrible. So keep your pringle in your yeah. house, especially on ship day. But that was just the thing is, is this happened on a 48, and that was just the icing on the cake. Like it was. Uh, first of all, my first, okay. So I split my work days so that I don't get hit twice with two work days and being alone with the kids. Like, so because mm-hmm. he, he rotates on a 48, it never falls on the same day. Right. So if I have a really hard day where it's like, I got to get me ready, both of them ready, both off to daycare. It only happens one day of the one he's gone. Well, mm-hmm. this week hit. And I was like, Oh, geez. Like, I have to get us already both days. How did this happen? Like, this, how did this happen? And I realized that once every six weeks, it's going to fall where, yes, he's off on Thursday, but he's not home yet. So oh. by the time I got to get to work, he hasn't come home. So this was the first time I've had to deal with two drop-offs, my work, everyone ready, bottle, everything out the door by a certain time for two days in the week um, pickups, uh, the first day. And I'm like racing because it's like my, my babies doesn't eat right now at daycare. So I'm like, she's going to be hungry. I got to get there now. It's like, as soon as I, you know, get off work, it's like, I got to get her. And then, you know, my toddler isn't potting at daycare. So I'm like, she's going to be hungry. He needs to pee. Mm. Like we, I need to pick. So it's just, it feels like a mad dash, a mad rush, like for these two days. Right. And I'm like doing it. <laughs> All of so this pergola thing happened in the middle of <laughs> really like I was having such a rough 48 and then this and I was like really seriously like I already feel so stressed mm-hmm. out I'm not getting any sleep our our baby is teething so she's like cranky she's like up in the middle of the night she's like, so it was just like so, I just felt so exhausted and in the pergola and I'm like let me deal with it like and he's like oh I'm so sorry like I'm like I just can't wait for you to be home that's it like bye like see you when you get home but then let me tell you this so all that okay and I'm like I just got to make it till tomorrow drop off like drop off and I realized I didn't have a morning client so I was like oh my gosh I have like a free hour that I didn't know I had and both the kids will be a second drop off at daycare already and he's gonna be on his way home I was like, how do I want to use this hour of freedom? I could just go work or I could like do something. And so I like text him like, Hey, like I have a free hour. Um, would you want to like meet up for like a breakfast date, like coffee and breakfast? Right. And he's like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Okay. But just to like my experience of the last 48 hours of just like stress and like I left there feeling so stressed out. Like both of my kids are just like, Oh my gosh, how's she going to do? How's he going to and then it's like, what does he walk into? Like a beautiful kidless well, breakfast coffee date. <laughs> and I'm like, welcome home, okay. honey. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And to him, it's like, things are beautiful. Like she's managing all of this. And like you talked about your husband's experience where it's like, wow, I'm so grateful that, you know, you're dealing with, you're doing all this and it's, you're not blaming me for it. And look, you set up this nice coffee date. And, um, and it's, so I will say that 
he you know was very like caretaking and like he was like don't come home from work go do something <laughs> and I'm Good. like no but I should and he's like call someone do something like go get a drink like go and I'm like okay like I was already gonna be missing bedtime so he's like just don't just go and so I like planned something and it was great and it worked out and then he's been very caretaking this whole four four day like what do you need go on a run go on a- <laughs> but it was a doozy it was tough and I'm like oh my goodness can we take a moment to acknowledge the person who lost their pergola too because that must have been a pretty big loss. <laughs> not my problem. Your face is the best. <laughs> nope. We're going to acknowledge you. <laughs> no, thanks. Not my problem. <laughs> uh, I just like, it's like, I don't know what to say about that, but. <laughs> you lost a pretty good Yeah. Oh. It was just. But, no, but like what you just said, right? It's like, you go through the mad dash. Yeah. And you have two choices. You can <laughs> be pissed off about it and blame or them. you can be, yeah, or you can be relieved and be like, thank you that my partner oh. is home now. Yep. Like you're home because yeah. I had to do this on my own. And then if you think like they'll never have to do this. Yeah. That's only going to create more bitterness. That's so true. Yeah. We did not choose a profession that they, they chose. No. And so yeah, can I, to be thankful. Uh, can I say this? Kind of as a joke, but kind of for real as well. When divorces do occur in first responder life, which is sad, I wish they didn't, but there are a lot of relationship challenges. And I'm sure this puts a huge strain and stress on a relationship. You know, there is something about the pension. Okay. (laughs) That... That is a very sore subject because first responders still for now, right, have, you know, a pension in place and retirement and and all this, you know, security. When that, you know, happens, there is like a division of this. Okay. And I know that this is hard for first responders. And there's a lot of talk about that, but in these, in these moments, when I talk to you about all the work we're doing on Mm -hmm. the other, on the other side of the hours Mm -hmm. that they're putting in all the things that we have to, it's like a second job for us. Uh It hits me like, you know, like it makes sense that, you know, that is split like there it's not like the spouse <laughs> is not doing anything when you're at work it's not as though we do, like right I'm, and like maybe not every relationship is the way and I'll give it that like maybe it's not the same but if you're experiencing what we're experiencing it's like you deserve I, that pension <laughs> I am working to I am doing overtime too I am, yeah promoting as well I am taking on more hours and doing call outs and doing I am living the same life on the other end if if you want some sort of world if the first responder wants some sort of world that exists outside of that profession you have to have a spouse that is willing to do all those things or else that world won't exist exactly you know it's so funny that you bring that up (laughs) it's a sore test 
I know it's a very sore subject, but it comes up all the time. Like yep. I, I hear about it all the time, right? Yeah, I know. And and I was thinking, Jay was just talking about it. I think it was like this week or last week. Like the whole idea of like, can you believe it? Uh, and I was just kind of like, <laughs> for the first time, I realized, wow, the department actually takes into consideration the spouse. <laughs> oh, like that's where they they take them into consideration with the pension. Okay, They're wait, like, let me throw money the- at you. <laughs> oh, okay, I see. I was gonna say it's if you know, a breakup happens, it's not the department, it's the state law. Right. But for the first time, it's kind of like something (laughs) that gets talked about within the department, right? Like, oh, like somebody acknowledges that this kind of job, right. That holds a pension. Yeah. And and yeah, maybe it's just the state, whatever it is, but it's, it's coming from somewhere that somebody is acknowledging that this job needs two people to survive. Yeah. Like you said, right. To have the type of life that they totally right on the other side. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. So I was, I was thinking about that and I was like, ah, nowhere else are we acknowledged. Yeah. But other than this podcast, it's hard work. <laughs> it's hard work for a spouse. And I think that there is deserving there's, you know, I don't know. It makes sense. Maybe we should jokingly end on the things we hold half their pension. <laughs> <laughs> kidding, but not kidding. kidding. <laughs> it's just, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you. <laughs> just like it's costing us. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so, do you, like... He just, I'm going to add this in there. He just so happened to listen on the way home yesterday. On, I mean, on whatever day it was where we did like the breakfast date and I had the really challenging day, right? Or 48. He, he decided to listen to our very, our most recent episode on the way home. And it was a lot, of, it was more experiences of challenges and um, talking about how <laughs> things are just nicely planned for him when he gets home. <laughs> <And> so- <laughs> He kind of like reflected on that and uh, was like, you know, I'm like listening to it thinking like he wants, I want so badly to be defensive about this and like, but no, like he wants to like defend like his part of it. And he was like, and I, I, I like couldn't even, it was like, no, like that's, that is her experience. He's like, I think I just feel so badly about your experience that I want to like, make up for it or say that's not how it is but it is how it is like that is more experience and I can't do anything about it and it sucks like it's so unfair and I'm like okay well and which is why I think hence he comes home and he's like go out don't come home go do something so I was like you know make sure Jay listens to the podcast I know that's what I was just gonna say so the podcast is helping our marriage I mean I hope he I think he listens I don't know if he listens to everyone because he's like here we go this one yeah he's gotta listen to this one this last call out I don't know if I want the boys to get together because then they'll figure out a way to be defensive about it (laughs) like can you listen to their last episode they're gonna hear what they're talking about 
They're going to have something to say about us being psychologists and then being married to psychologists. They should have their own podcast. About that's, that. the, that's the next thing. <laughs> Two first responders with psychologist wives coming You're together. Like, how often do you reflect on your experience of call-outs? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Uh-huh. what are All you the time. About? All the time. We always have to reflect on what we're going through. <laughs> he's like personally never when I'm at breakfast with her all the time yeah exactly (laughs) okay we made it through another call out week another 48 and we just gotta recharge for the next one there you go all right talk to you later Thank you so much for listening to Code 3 Families. We hope you enjoyed the show. Our goal is always to provide you with accurate information based on what we know from our lives and our professional experience. But please remember, this is not a replacement for therapy. If you need a therapist, please go find one. If you happen to be a resident of California and you're looking for a therapist, you can reach out to me, Rochelle Zumlock, at firstrespondersfamilypsychology.com. Thanks. Stay safe.